This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. in this arena now together by ourselves oh um, are you ready arena are you ready i'm ready you said arena so you know. <laughs> the gorn oh got it the green guy yeah. eagle rock lizard guy you yeah eagle rock. Sure? I know. rock i know i know i've seen free enterprise um you've seen free enterprise right i'm not a star trekky guy but free I know, enterprise I know is a about. movie i know what you're talking it's about. a good movie it's funny um, I saw the one with um, Tim Allen. Not the same. That's Galaxy Quest. I know Galaxy Quest. That was Galaxy good. Quest was good. Galaxy Quest was really but good. Free Enterprise is a good funny. Is movie. that one documentary? No, no, it's Trekkies. Trekkies is the documentary. What's Free Enterprise is William Shatner playing himself and these two guys that are like major Trekkies actually, but they're in the bit, the film business and they're trying to get a movie made and they meet William Shatner. It's really funny. I'm gonna have to find that. Um. What's up, guys? We've already started. This is episode 67 of Geekscape. I have next to me my good friend Ian Kerner. Uh, this is the second part of the Ian Kerner, uh, what would you call this, Texas two-step? We've had you last weekend. I wouldn't weekend. call it that. Yeah, there's, there's, I'm the only thing Texan on the couch. Uh, you've got Ian last week, Ian this week. This is Geekscape, movies, video games, and comics, news and reviews. Um, welcome to the podcast. Again, this is, I, as much as I want to call it episode 67, I think it... Could easily be called 66B because it's a continuation almost of last week. Except I guess we don't have Gilmore that. here. So it's like a completely different so thing. We'll actually be able to tell what you're saying. 66 you better? Can, you can just keep talking without interruption. Without interruption. Oh, I'll come just on. let you go. Um, no, I don't believe it. But Gilmore's a good guy. He had a, uh, a I friend. I like Gilmore. He, and, he, had a good fr- he had like a friend come visit him this week. So, um, Gilmore has friends? I know. I know, it's weird. I don't know if it's going to be as much fun to make fun of Gilmore without him here, but I'm going to give it a shot. <laughs> you hear that, buddy? Um, Gilmore looks out for me, though. He um, let me borrow all his Invincible trades up through the most recent. So you started reading Invincible? Uh, I actually started reading Invincible a couple, almost a year ago, 
uh, by trade, and I found myself at a screening early in Burbank. So uh, I'm just want to have perspective here. And I so went, 2007 for you was like 2004 to the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. Got it. Sadly, there aren't there are people out there who don't read Invincible, but it's so, an awesome book. Um, I will say that it's one of the few things that Gilmore and I agree on that it is the best superhero book being published today. I'll be that bold. Having read like five trades in the last week, it, no, it's I, I'm not gonna argue. I love that I book. Mean, I mean, that, that's a bold statement. It's a very bold of, statement, and there, can, there's ups and downs about statements like that. But you know what? It has the, the feel I, of classic yeah. Spider-Man. Okay. Now I'm going to go there. It's the field class of Spider-Man without having to do some stupid reality continuity reboot. Isn't yeah. that nice? Well, how often do you get to hear that? We'll get to Invincible. I, I think it's. I, I I'm just continuously blown away by what Robert Kirkman's doing in this book. Um, the writing, how tight it is, and not only that, but he takes risks that not a lot of other people do. Um, where he'll introduce a subplot, an issue, and he won't touch on it for. Oh, well, wow. you know, 10, I was actually issues? reading reading uh, the letters page in a recent book. You wouldn't be familiar with the letters pages because you no. only read the trades. Yeah. But the letters pages are actually really good because he, he answers the questions directly himself. And he's talked about how it's not like most things out there where he does what classic books did where he develops subplots over 20, 30, 40 issues. And he pays them off. But he'll let them take their time developing. He'll have several different things going on. It's not about, oh, here's an interesting character. If we want to tell a story about them, we'll just spin off the book mm-hmm. and be whores. Well, no, he'll let those, those smaller characters develop with their own storylines over a lot of time. And there are a lot And that's of cool. I mean, there, at any given time, there's 20 subplots going on in that book. There's a, a lot. Of, but, but they pay off, and they mm-hmm. all come together, and it works. And, and it makes it kind of have more of a real-world feel in that sense. And he gives it... Um, it doesn't feel like a microcosm. Another thing he does a lot, which... He he cuts these subplots and gives them like a one page, and they usually end on like a little bit of a kicker. Mm-hmm. And he'll do that in the midst of a bigger little story arc throughout that issue or throughout those four issues. And that one little page is so satisfying in a way that like a, a comic strip would be, like a three-panel comic strip from your newspaper, right. where it has this little three-part joke. But he does it in in a, in a whole page, and it's really the only book that I see that does that. It cuts into this window of one of the characters for like. Just long enough to tell this little and, thing. And you're reading the Angstrom Levy stuff now, right? With Invincible Traveling I just finished all that stuff, yeah. So there's a crossover that you're missing. Well, you might not be missing. Did well, you read that Marvel Team Up? I read up Marvel that? Team Up, yeah. So, so you should go back and look at that again. Because so, that's, yeah. now um, you're... I know it's like three years ago, but now you're like where... You know, you're where I was three I, years ago. I remember ago it pretty well, the, the Marvel Team Up issue with Invincible and Spider-Man, but... Um, now you actually I, understand what yeah, the hell was going on there. Well, I mean, Bendis did a good job in that Marvel Team Up of writing it as a standalone, too. You know? Well, you, you know, that was the ultimate Marvel team that Bendis did. The Marvel team-up that Invincible was in oh. was actually Kirkman. I thought he was in the ultimate one. No, I'm pretty sure it was the Marvel team-up that Kirkman did. Because Kirkman, Whichever one he is, then I de- Kirkman definitely Kirkman writes his own... Um, oh, then I definitely did character. miss it. Yeah. You know, I, I thought that the, in the ultimate Marvel team-up, which I thought was a pretty sad book, you know, when Man-Thing yeah. is like the second or third thing that you team yeah, up with, that, it's that, not that, fun. that book was kind of weak. But uh, I thought it happened in there, but I could be wrong. Oftentimes I am, as you guys know. Um, so, Invincible, best superhero book I think being published. We can talk about Green Lantern though, although because I mean this last issue. You know, you made a statement to me the other day, and I said, "All right, we ain't gonna have to save it." But, but I will say this: Jonathan calls me up and goes, "Have you read Green Lantern?" And it is you know, this last issue. I was like, "Of it's, course I read Green Lantern." Are you fucking kidding? I read it at two o'clock in the morning Wednesday. It was the first chance I had, but I read it. If you guys have been waiting to, I mean, first off, you guys missed. If you guys have been waiting to pick up Green Lantern, you guys missed the Sinestro Core War, which is 
fucking huge, but and pretty fucking awesome. But yeah, this last that issue, was the, that was the DC Universe crossover that no one thought was going to be a big deal, and it was so fucking. They were good. All looking at this crisis, yeah, this I, crisis, that countdown. Can, can I go off for a second? Go, oh, please. This so, is your so I show. just read this week's countdown. You know, we're yeah. down to five. And I have to save and, them up just to know what the fuck is going on. Well, I hope I'm not going to ruin much for you, but 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 essentially, well, it's you know ruined? they've been talking about you know the Great Disaster, which is referencing the Kirby Commandy stuff, which is made it's kind of interesting. How are they going to bring this into the DC universe? And they're going through all the different multiple Earths, and finally we're getting to the Great Disaster. And whereas before they always would call out what Earth they're on, suddenly the last couple of issues it's like they're not really calling out what Earth it is, and I'm like. It's, it obviously can't be the regular Earth, okay? Because everything's a total fucking mess. And the fact that it's vague and not clear where Earth it is is, frankly, pissing me the fuck off. Because right. I feel like I'm being cheated here. I mean, there's a few issues left and we'll see, but I don't know. It just, it just doesn't feel right. Yeah, no matter what they can do, they can always put it in, in, a, in one that doesn't have any of the relevance or any right. of the weight. Exactly. I mean, because the thing is, what, one of the things they've done is, you know, the new gods aren't on different Earths. There's only one set of new gods right. for all 52. So, but of course, after this, the new gods are all dying, and they're going to go to the fifth world, and they're going to go back to the seven soldiers of victory that Morrison did. And seemingly, I, I think that that the version of the new gods that were in that will probably become what the fifth world is. Did you read those seven soldiers? Yeah, um, I read like the first one shot type deal. No, you didn't read the whole thing, and, and, and I couldn't stick with it because, first off, it's an expensive endeavor to go I, off for I, like seven miniseries no, of I, seven issues. I honestly, I didn't at the time, and I read them recently. I, I just with everything coming up, I was like, you know what? It's Morrison. Let me give it a shot. You know, I mean, Morrison when he's great, he's great. You know, um, and I gave it a shot, and I, I read it all in like a couple sittings, and it was pretty good. Really, and it all tied together really Frankenstein? nicely. It was cool. I wasn't down. I mean, I, I just, I mean, nothing could get me interested about Carry On the Witch Boy. Like, no, no, I'm telling you, it was cool. Okay. I know, but you know what? When I read Carry On the Witch Boy, like, as, you know, popping up in Robin and shit like that, I, I was saw like, him un- in the, in and I was like, whatever. But now that I've read it in Morrison's stuff, I mean, Seven Soldiers, it was cool. And Zatanna was great. Yeah, my, my problem is that, like, with 52, it, it started picking up steam in those last 10 issues. Yeah, this, I, still, I feel like this is dying. I was, more inter- I was more interested in Countdown earlier than I am now. I'm like, ready, like, just end already and let's get on to... The Final Zero. Well, the Zero, DC Universe Zero is going to probably be a pretty cool book. Mm-hmm. You know, which the rumors I'm hearing is they had to do that book to make up for the mess of what Countdown was so that, you know, Final Crisis doesn't totally suck. I'm almost done with the whole thing. I'm, I'm almost just like, let, let, let me take my Green Lantern, which isn't totally affected by any of this. Isn't mixed up in any of it. Just leave it alone. Have but you, he will be. And, and have you heard of any of this Batman Rest in Peace stuff? Like, yeah, well, that's that's also Morrison, and that's right. like about to start. And I mean, we all heard but rumors that well, we all heard those rumors. And then the latest thing the Dio is hinting at maybe it's not exactly what you think it is. So, a Batman dies. I don't know. They can't kill Bruce Wayne. They've announced Trinity. Right. I mean, if someone else is Batman, then what does Trinity mean? You know, Trinity is the weekly, the next weekly book DC's going to do. Yeah, it's not going to start till it's June. It's going to be the three big guns. Yeah. So, if it's not Bruce Wayne as Batman, then it's not really Trinity, is it? Good point. So, I, I don't know what to add on that. That is a good point. Yeah, so... I'll drink my iced tea to that. All right. Have you ever had that peach-flavored iced tea that, that um, that's put out by, um, who puts it out, Crystal Light? Really? You know those little crystal light things? That no, you really? That, that's what we're going to talk about? Yeah, it's fantastic. They need to be, be paying me because I, I drink it on every episode. 
I'm starting to feel like we need Gilmore to make fun of because he just goes into some fucking direction here with the no, you know, no, no, no. gay I, iced tea. I don't know. I enjoy it. I enjoy it. It's here on every episode, like me. You know? Anyway, we got plenty to talk about. Um, when Gilmore's here, we can make fun of him being gay. You know, you know what? what? I think it takes focus off of how gay you are. Well, it's not just Gilmore. It's, um, you know, sometimes we have uh, VJ here and he's, right. fun, he's fun because you ask him an opinion and he says it's crap. Yes, that's all true. the time, and then we, Ben Dunn. So, so, so you're saying that VJ doesn't really have an opinion; he just thinks everything's crap. That is his opinion. That's his overlying opinion. Unless it's the movie Benchwarmers or the resolution of his Sony PS3, he thinks the rest of the world's crap. All right. Which you know, it's fine. It's good to be in the pocket of you know <laughs> fucking Sony Pictures who releases Benchwarmers and uh, and the PS3. Do are we saying a coincidence here? I don't think so. You know, I, I think uh, I think VJ's owned by Sony. Um, I have to plug this um, Sam and Max DVD set It was sent to us By our good friends At Shout Factory They sent out that um, Turok DVD Remember the Turok movie cartoon? Of course Well I I actually read the comics The gold key stuff And then Valiant Which became a claim You read the gold key stuff? Some of it I didn't read all I mean I've read some reprints And stuff But but the the, the, Well the older stuff Not as good I really liked it Valiant stuff for a long time Was really good Have you read much of that stuff? Um, When I Before I turned into like Bargain bin stuff Fodder You know how it became Bargain bin fodder Uh, Do you know the story of that? All I know is that When I first started working In a comic store in high school It was my first job It had already kind of Became those things That you put in bargain bins What happened was Jim Shooter essentially He was the brainchild And he had some other Really great writers there Um and they formed a very cohesive universe. And it was really great. And then he had gotten to a legal issue with some of the other owners of the company. He sued them and won. And in order to pay him, they just flooded the market and they killed the company. So that's why it kind of went in the crapper. But this, it was a really cohesive, very cool universe. And one of the very cool things was it was happening in real time. So characters would actually age. You know, oh, that's reading cool. it. Yeah, you had but, Turok, but, and, you and, had and everything Exo tied Manor. in really well. Well, Exo Manor was very cool. Uh-huh. You, you have a lot of artists that you know we we hear about a lot now. Solar, Solar Man of the Atom, Magnus Robifighter, mm-hmm. Exo Manor. You mentioned Shadow Man. There were a lot of really cool books. Harbinger, which was really cool. Now, who owns, It all tied together. Who they owns all that now? Acclaim. Acclaim and uh, the video game publisher. Yeah. And now they um, they don't have any uh, like reprint well they plans or they like no that. they actually have been putting some stuff out recently they're doing some like hard covers with like a new story in the hardcover which personally I find to be a big fucking ripoff because I have the originals what I got to spend forty dollars on a super <laughs> fucking hardcover to get what? a five page story how's pardon your, me I think that fucking sucks how's your Kramaga training uh, yeah it's good it's a good. claim is right over there yeah yeah you know you can go knock on their door and I, the Kramaga's good because I get the aggression out until I end up sitting on this couch I want to fucking kill somebody. Okay. John. Um, anyway. So no, uh, let's talk about your fucking iced tea some more. No. <laughs> Shout Factory. Um, they put out that Torok DVD, the the cartoon movie that Laura loved. Uh, they sent me these Salmon Max. Do you freelance. have that? Yeah, I haven't yeah. seen it. I'll, I'll, I'll let you borrow it. Okay. Um, it's right over there. It's a, it, it's fun. Okay. You know, Laura loved it. I'll be the judge. Um, and you will be the judge. But this Salmon Max freelance police. You know, I'm not so influenced. I mean, I understand that your girlfriend um, loved it. That you have to you know, actually have a favorable opinion. I don't. I could just you know. I thought it was think fun. What I think. Um, but I'm, Steve I'm sure Purcell, you did. Laura loved it. Steve Purcell is, is, is this guy who yes, I created there. these characters, and you're trying um, to ignore me, but I, I just need to get through the plug. Okay, go ahead. But in the review, so but Sam and Max, uh, I know them from this video game they did for LucasArts. LucasArts did a Monkey Island. They did all the Indiana Jones games, the Star Wars games, but they did adventure games back in like the '90s. Maniac Mansion was mm-hmm. like one of their first ones, and it kind of Sam and Max was an awesome fucking game. It was called Hit the Road. 
and it was like a it was a road movie in a game. But it, these guys are hilarious. It's sort of um, a bit of uh, what's the name of the, the, the I mean I'm blanking a Nickelodeon the early funny 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 cartoon um, Ren and Stimpy. Yeah, okay. It's got that kind of zaniness, but it's got really cool painted backgrounds, and it's like a really handsome presentation. Like, dude. Yeah, that's you're right. It's, quite, it's quite handsome. Don't you think that's a good presentation? It's handsome. Got, it's got like a disc of bonuses right here, like a ton of interviews, a ton of behind the scenes stuff, a di- playable demo of a video game, and then these two discs of, ep- of episodes. I put this shit in. I got to tell you right now, my mom couldn't watch this because she's got mild epilepsy. Really? Is and, that and, and this shit is so fucking crazy. I, it just flashes at the screen. I'm gonna have to borrow this. It's it really, cool. but it's really funny. Like. Cartoons with Ren and Stimpy and Beavis and Butthead, like they've gotten in this bad habit of thinking that just anything random will be funny and kids will like it. You have to have a little bit more of a of a through line for the joke, even as crazy as it can be. It has to have some kind of nugget, yeah, that it doesn't totally come out of nowhere and just t- tunes you out. Well, actually, I have another a rant on on what they think, right? But I, I, want, but I want you to finish jokes, reviewing that. No, no, that. What but I'm I want to talk about something else, the, a different cartoon. But the you jokes can in that. this. Come out and they're fucking funny and they're and they're random, but they're funny because they don't totally just come out of nowhere, you know. Um, but the, the I mean, Laura was like, "You you need to turn this off. I'm, this is wearing me out." <laughs> you know, it's it's physically exhausting. And you don't hear that that often. Um, no, no, I do not wear Laura out whatsoever. Um, but you know, this is great. Shout Factory, thanks for sending this to us. They also put out the Weird Al Yankovic show on DVD. Did you ever see that? Yeah, it's probably the best show that I've ever seen in my entire life. Oh, I, yeah, I, cool. One day I want Geekscape to be like that. Okay. And then they also put out Undeclared. I was just gonna. I was gonna. Ask, I, I have Freaks and Geeks. I need to get a copy of Undeclared. Shout Factory is the yeah, guys who put show. it out. Um, so thanks for this DVD. I, I really enjoy it. You want to borrow it? Here you go. Cool. Steve Purcell, Sam Max, Freelance it. Police, and it's and it's cool. It's like you know, they go and, and uh, they're like they're a little bit like Ghostbusters, a little bit. They're private investigators, you know. Okay. And Max can eat anything, which cool. is cool. Cool. You know, a couple things that occurred to me that I'd like to talk about that aren't on the list. I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't tell you about in advance. But since you brought up the what, list what is they, fluid, I know. I know. But since you brought up what they think, you know, when mm-hmm. it comes to cartoons, I want to talk about a couple of things. One, um, you mentioned Nickelodeon. Where the fuck are the new episodes of Avatar? I don't know. Okay, you, you don't my watch. Deep, it. No, my DP told me that uh, Avatar is the Avatar is the shit, and and, so, and and I would beat you repeatedly for not watching it. But you know what? It's going to end soon. And you're that's watch what I'm waiting thing, for, and you're going to love it. Yeah, but here's he, the, so here's he, the deal. He told, he told me it's ending. So let me like explain the something. To you. I said it has no, to no, end no. before No, no, it's start. it's like I mean, they did 20 chapters a season. They're in season three. They did 11. Mm-hmm. Um, so actually, they were going to go one extra chapter for season three and go to 21. They stopped. They announced the third DVD, which is supposed to be chapters 11 through 15. It's coming out in May. We haven't had a new episode since, like, whatever. It November, December. They aired a couple extra in Canada. There's no, like, Wait, announcement. When the hell they're coming out? They aired and them they, in Canada, but not here? A couple in Canada, but not all of them. And they've been holding it back, and no one can figure out when the hell they're going to be on. How can it's, they like, air, fucking ridiculous. Why don't they just air them here? Why don't they air them in Canada? Why do they do anything? They're fucking morons. It's unbelievable. How long have you been waiting? Well, we, we they did the first, actually, 11 really quickly, like, all together, and they were pumping out the DVDs right away. They figured out, obviously, a lot of people buying them. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly, like, there, there's no word on when we're getting more episodes. No. But there's a, 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 a street date on the DVDs, so it's just fucking weird. What's this about? 
So Avatar's about, uh, well, it, it's about a world that's probably Earth-like. It's not really clear if it's the past, if it's the present. It's very spiritual. And these four different tribes based on the elements. So Earth, Earth wind, fire, water. Earth, air, water, fire. Okay. And, um, like the some, disco group. Yeah, but, and each, each element and people, they have a, a form of martial art that imbues certain powers to certain people. Mm-hmm. And the Avatar is someone who's blessed with the ability to be a master of all four. And he's like the balance. And a hundred years ago, the Avatar went missing, and the Fire Nation, who were very aggressive, basically took over the world at that time. Um, the Avatar that went missing was a new Avatar. He was a kid. So he's just, he actually was frozen, and he defrosted and came across some other kids from the Water Tribe. And the Water Tribe's been basically wiped out. Mm-hmm. The Air Tribe that he's actually from has been wiped out, and so the, the Fire Nation's been taking over everything, and it's like their adventures. And what's brilliant about it is it totally appeals to kids, because it has kids of the heroes. But it's written at a very, it's an adult level in the yeah. sense, it's really good storytelling. I really respect the people really who cool. enjoy the show. You, you know, know, it's really, really good. Really, I mean, you will love it. And what's the street date on it? Uh, for the, the, this second to last part is in May, but I mean, and then you seasons, one, seasons right. one, two, and the first half of three are already out on DVD. Yeah. I'm just so. going to change. Do you have the DVDs? Um, you know what? I need to pick them up. Okay. I was kind of, I mean. Do the trades. No, I've seen them all as they've been on. I want to so. see them. But you want to watch yeah, them? Yeah. I want to borrow you, them. You want to cheat. So then my, <laughs> uh, my other pet peeve, my other pet peeve is fucking Kids WB. Every time they do a cool superhero cartoon and it gets What's going, the they cancel it. What's the new one that you like? Well, well I'm going to get to the very newest one. But they just canceled the latest version of the Batman, right mm-hmm. when it was getting good. And now, Legion of Superheroes, just as it's getting good in season two, they canceled. Oh. I mean, this week's episode that was on yesterday... You have Brainiac 5 getting controlled, basically taken over by Brainiac, practically killing Superman, going fucking nuts. And it's the first part of the series finale, because apparently they don't get the... This is what happens. That sucks. No, this is what happens. They, they find that adults are watching, and they don't want adults to watch their cartoons. They want kids. So they, so, they, so they cancel they cancel the shows. Something that yeah. might appeal to kids. Yeah. No, that's so, I mean, look, eyeballs are eyeballs. You know what I mean? That's what I think. In in, in, in we, I mean, I shit. guess the advertisers they have are only for kitty stuff, and they're. I, I buy as many toys as most kids. I know. You, I, what do you mean? Who are you kidding? You spend a lot more money than kids do. Kids can't afford to buy the shit mm-hmm. you buy. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I mean, the bean counters are the guys who I, know. How I got to say this: the new Spider-Man, the spectacular Spider-Man. Starts off, sounds like a little bit of a goofy theme song. First one, I went, hmm. Every week it's gotten better. It's actually really good. Yeah, I, I, I kind of had trepidation about it just because of the Bendis one that MTV had. No, that the CGI one. This yeah. is actually, have you seen it at all? No, not you, at all. Dude, I just saw the no, designs and no, ads and no, stuff. No, it's good. It's really good. I mean, but it's, a, but it's a year one type deal, right? Absolutely. Okay. What actually, it opens up and you kind of see, like they imply how he became Spider-Man, but... He's been Spider-Man for only a little while, like months, and it opens up with his first supervillain fight. So he's only been after muggers up until now. Who's that, I guess? Well, they've... Is it a book hero? No, yeah, absolutely. They've mixed, like, a bunch in. I mean, you know, you get... They've got Lizard, you've gotten Shocker. You got Uh, Rhino? Um... No, not Rhino yet, but we're on the verge of Otto. We've had Norman Osborn, who's not the Green Goblin yet. You've had a version of the Enforcers. I mean, it's. I like the Enforcers. Dude, dude, the Enforcers it, are playing a lot, and I mean, they're they're yeah, they're pretty prominent. Yeah, in, oh, in you had Electro, Daredevil. Um, it, it's it's been really good. You know, um, yeah, this whole this whole Daredevil stuff that the they did with Mister Fear mm-hmm. in the Daredevil books. Yeah, you know, the I, I like Bendis. I mean, you know, you and I both have some friends who don't really like Bendis because they think he's too talky. 
But no, first no, of all, I, I, when he's too talky, I don't like him. Yeah, but but first of all, when he does do action, his action is awesome. Mm. And I enjoy the setup; it makes it feel very real life. And you know, I mean, he has some really good ideas. I, I enjoy Bendis. I think that that like the Luna Brothers and uh, and Kirkman in this in this uh, Invincible have the best balance of action in those uh, those two or three or four page scenes. Where it's just a lot of information and dialogue, but it's told realistically and it's told and it's paced so that you don't skip a beat between the action and the dialogue. It just kind of flows. Mm-hmm. But so because sometimes, uh, and I think Powers has gotten a lot better um, because there was a bit in Powers where I was Powers has gotten a lot more action. Yeah, I was turning the page and I was just seeing the same head over and over and over again with the dialogue balloons, and it made me crazy. And now with this uh, storyline with the with the sexually or like the transmitted power yeah. virus, and uh, whether you know this guy kidnapping pa- uh, blonde-haired girls and yeah, I, and, I think and it, uh, I mean Powers has finally gotten back to what I, I, I got to tell you. I, I'm really surprised that they've. I mean, to some, I don't want to say they've dragged it out exactly, but I would have thought that that storyline would be resolved a lot sooner. I mean, Dean is still a fugitive. With the, I mean, mm-hmm. who would he's really taking his time with that. Yeah, and but it looks like things are going ahead because she's, yeah. she's finally like forcibly throwing herself into the line of fire. Yeah, you know, yeah. um, you know, and, and and it's dark. I mean, that last issue starts with like a fucking girl getting assaulted, absolutely, and tortured. Well, is it and me? It, and it but ends is it me or and and actually, I'm really happy about this because I feel like you know, kind of similar to the conversation about um, the cartoons. But for years, we kept hearing as adults reading comics. Oh, we really got to get the kids back in. I feel like the last couple of years they've realized, you know what? It's mostly adults buying comics, and they feel like they're writing more for adults. Last, especially the Marvel books. The last few weeks, I feel like I mean, a lot of them are a bloodbath, and I think mm. it's awesome. I really enjoyed that last because because I harp on Bendis when I right. when I can. Um, <laughs> I harp on Bendis when I feel like 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 the dialogue wears me out, and like the books uh, aren't going anywhere. Um, but that last Echo. Centric the new issue Avengers. Of, of New Avengers that was, was good. That was cool. And the Mighty Avengers, when you went back a little bit, the moment in the New okay. Avengers when Echo's fighting the Skrull who's trying to take her over, and I don't know where you just see Wolverine just coming down. You're like, all right, you know, it's on. That was cool. I like it. I guess what I'm trying to say is I like when he really has an obvious blueprint and it's done in a timely manner and it's not uh, affected by like shipping schedules. Because I think yeah. I think if Secret War hadn't come out. I mean, when did Secret War? His, Secret War like, was like three years ago and took forever to come out. And honestly, the payoff is now. I mean, we've waited yeah. so long. We thought there was going to be a payoff back at the end of that book. Exactly. And we never got it. And now we're going to, I mean. And this is I, the Secret War. This is I mean, the payoff if, of Secret War. If that mini and, and honestly, come out last year, it would have been tight. Yeah, a lot more interesting. Well, well, there's a part of me that wonders, I know they say they've planned this all along, but I don't think they planned it to take this long. Right. But maybe they did. I mean, you know, look. A lot of great writers of great runs have taken a, a, a long time, similar to what we were saying about Kirkman, to, to pay things off. Um, but the, he's Chris Claremont always series. did that on X-Men. You know, he, he would take his time and pay things off the, over many years. The great thing with that is that, that it's, it's one series, it's got stories that are, that are fluid to, to a central cast of characters, and you're going to be reading it regardless. Uh, storyline after storyline after storyline. It's getting all these different series in order to put all the pieces to the. Uh, that gets rigorous. Yes. You know? Um, I did enjoy the Ms. Marvel issue this week, which, you know, because with the Skrull stuff. But but part of my. Well, here was my issue, though. And, and tell me if you agree. So we had the Ms. Marvel and the New Avengers come out at the same time, right? The same day. And 
this has all been about these people being replaced a while ago. And so what's going on? Suddenly the scrolls are upping the ante, and they're suddenly trying to take over these other people. And they like have I'm waiting to see the powers. new. Yeah, but I'm waiting to see the new reveal, and, and yet I'm just getting suddenly like, oh, now they're attacking people, and up until now they've taken over everyone, and no one was the wiser. But suddenly they're getting caught. Is it? Is it me? You, well, you see what I'm saying? Just right now when, it's, when the book's about recenter to recenter yourself. Well, I, you know. I, I can't see if, if, if you're even on the screen anymore, please. Sir. Well, well, you just wanted me to be close. What I'm wondering is, uh, is okay, we, we already know that like possibly Tony Stark knew. Nick Fury definitely knew. Uh, well, seemingly it, it, Tony Stark only just found right. out. Well, uh, Personally, I would have preferred if he'd known all along and that was his motivation for standing behind the Superman. Is there anyone at, on, uh, on, the super, uh, on our side helping him? What do you mean, on our side? On the side that's not a fucking scroll, you know what I mean? Do, do we have traitors? I don't. You know that while that would be interesting, I don't think we're going to end up in a situation with it, with collusion with the enemy, because when it's a scroll, before they deal with someone that was a traitor, they would just replace them. Right. Oh. So I don't think they even go there. It's good. It's good. How do they get our access codes? Things like that. Well, and, and that's part of what we have to w figure out is whether or not... I mean, like, in, in the New Avengers issue, I was a little bit bothered that she so clearly wasn't Daredevil because obviously other people have been replaced easily. They have to do something psionic to find out, you know, information if people would know. You know what I mean? No, you lost me. Well, they have to in some way be mentally probing the people. I mean, obviously they have X-Men powers, so they have they yeah, have some telepathic they could powers. Have some telepathic yeah, powers. You know, they have to be doing something to fit in. Yeah, when she starts teleporting, I'm like, oh, you're in a whole fucking mess right now. Yeah, but but I, I think there are going to be some people in administrative... Obviously, we've seen in like in Avengers, the initiative, there are people in administrative positions that have been replaced for quite some time. And that's kind of the idea of new Avengers from the get-go, that people in S.H.I.E.L.D. high up were replaced. And that's what going all the way back to the first arc, where they end up in the Savage Land, yeah. and sh things weren't going right. You you have scrolls. It's not just a Do you think this other Black Widow might have been a, a, a scroll? Well, this is the thing. The, the uh, blonde one that, that, that what's his name, created? Well, no, then she got blasted and all fucked right, up. Right. So the question is, if so, when? Why, why did she reveal you know? that she was a scroll too? Yeah. Hey, Rufus. Yeah. How are you doing joining us? Um, how you doing, buddy? But I mean, I've heard rumors. Like, I mean, I, I don't want to. I don't want to throw out a spoiler out there. But I heard a rumor of someone pretty key who doesn't have powers, but is a key character in the Marvel universe. Okay, so it, it wouldn't be yeah. like a Jessica Jones. It'd be closer to like a Ben Urich or somebody. I mean, I haven't heard that one yet. But well, I, mean, I, mean, I could say I, I could say the rumor. I heard. I'm just guessing. Yeah, I could say the rumor I heard if you want. But yeah, I don't know. Right. But I heard Jarvis. Jarvis is a boring old man. Who? Cares? But he's in a key position because he can hear shit. Got it. What about Aunt May? Well, you know... Jackpot? Excuse me. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, we're going to get into the fucking Aunt May thing. I mean, you have to pretty much... I mean, you know... Aunt May didn't need your help It's for right. that bullet, hey, Peter. Harry Osborn. I mean, what the fuck's he doing walking around? He's a fucking scroll. I mean, they just kind of redid the, the Spider-Man books. How how integral, like, how integrated do you think the Spider-Man books are going to be? Well, that's... that's isn't that the whole fucking headache? It doesn't even work. Nothing makes sense. I mean, they've gotten rid of all of that stuff with Jarvis and Aunt May and Mary Jane being in Avengers Tower, all of that stuff. You are a dear friend, Rufus. Rufus wants to be a part of Geekscape. Please, look at, look at, look at Rufus. Hi, Rufus. Rufus, what is your opinion on all this? Rufus doesn't care. Yeah, how are we doing on time, sweetie? What's it say on the camera? We have Laura doing uh, camera for us. 
We're at 30 minutes. We've, we've been kind of like integrating movies, video, movies and comics so far. I think uh, the, ideally this is how the show should be. It should just be a conversation without these set. Yeah, I think I think my audience likes it when there's like categories. But no, nah, I just like the I just like the flow. Rufus, go to mama. No, Rufus wants to, this is boys town. Rufus likes to be with the boys. Um, well, you think maybe they like categories so they can like pull clips or something and they know when it's coming or I I, I can't guess my audience. I got to tell you um we're getting so ready to launch the site that we're at, like we're on the final pieces of the checklist, um, and I'm hoping that it's this week. I mean, I don't I don't see why it shouldn't be. Um, Thursday night I got in. There's been this there's been like a, this whole little wave of people on the forums because you just you, you looked at the forums, um, and the site is going to be bigger than that. But on the forums is really where people can interact the most, and there's been this wave of people because we're constantly adding people, people who just Talk shit about the forums and on the forums. They talk shit about the forums and about the community and how it's gone bad, or how you know it's a bunch of bad apples, you know, ruining it for everybody, and how they don't like where it. Rufus, please, please. You you were fine until you started scratching. I mean, I came home and I, and I see that one of our older uh, forum members leaves this rant and just left, like this place turned to shit. You know, I'm sick of like all the new people posting all this crap, and I'm out of here. What was the crap they were upset about? You know, like like horish photos of people and stuff like that. You know, just people bragging. There, there can be some some exhibitionists. There can be some braggarts on the forums. I try to be as hands off as possible. I try and let the people kind of represent the community and maybe police each other. But I think I'm going to have to start cracking down more and making more oh. mods because. There are other places people where are people like that to go, and you know, I think. I mean, the problem is, I, the problem isn't somebody leaving. The problem is somebody talking a lot of like like kicking an anthill and then leaving, saying that there's a huge fucking problem and waving their arms and then leaving. If if you're gonna leave, just leave. I think that if you're gonna stay or if you're gonna talk a lot of shit about how the state of things are, you should stay and try and fix them by being active. If you don't like somebody posting ridiculous photos, send me a private message. I never got one private message. I never got one email. So you're saying if you'd gotten something like that, then maybe you would step I would have talked to the other mods and I would have said, listen, we need to curb this kind of behavior, you know, before it starts costing us some members. And uh, I think just talking a lot of shit, a new member reads it and says, Oh, this is a so this is a this is a, a community gone bad. What's my what's my point in investing in it? If you want to fix things, the best solution really is to go and start another thread, be part of a conversation, and lead the conversations in a direction you want them to be led in. And that's really the only way to fix things, folks. Unless you want a bunch of fucking mods and police to come in and start censoring people and pulling fucking art like posts out I mean the reality is deleting you shit. know it's the it's the internet and, and eventually you know people that are going to be nasty and whatever exhibitionists what have you are going to show up everywhere and if you give them attention you let them get to you then then I mean honestly I hate to go with the ooh they win but but it's true you know, That's you, exactly you get, what I said. Yeah, I you're going to walk away. So you're going to walk away, and where are you going to go? Wherever you go, you're going to find it. So why not enjoy and have the things that you liked about the place? Mm-hmm. And as you said, try to be a leader and step up and say, "This is what oh, I man. like," and engage in that kind of behavior. Because we're going to add a ton more li- people with the with this new site, and I'm just like, okay, they're going to show up and just see a bunch of people bitching, which is retarded. Okay, uh, Rufus, 
Laura, Rufus really is creating a problem now. He likes to sit in front of the light, and that that you, Rufus, you, you, this isn't this isn't Rio, okay? He he thinks he's on the beach over here, just getting a tan, sitting in front of a light. Rufus, what are you doing? Um, oh, Laura just reminded us that uh, Rufus's sister is dead, and he's sad. We we put Bijou down. Did you notice? I didn't really. Remember Laura's her. old dog? Yeah, yeah. I didn't. We had to put her down. I'm sorry. It was it was like right before we started shooting. Uh, we woke up at like three in the morning, and she was having a seizure. And it's like, well, she's thirteen years old. She's foaming. She's having a seizure. There was time. We tried. We, I mean, that dog lived as far as that dog. Could. I mean, yeah, yeah. Um, have you heard that Jerry Bruckheimer is kind of doing the uh, Pirates of the Caribbean treatment to the Lone Ranger? Oh uh, yeah, I did hear that a couple weeks ago. I actually. didn't. I didn't know that. I mean, they just recently hired writers. Uh, one of the guys who worked on Pirates to. Mm-hmm. Work on uh, on this script. I thought that was weird. You know, are you reading the? the yeah, I was just gonna say. I book? hope you're looking at that. Yeah, the book is great. Have you read it? I read the first. Uh, you know who two writes arcs. it? Um, Brett yes. Matthews. Yes, who uh, was Joss Whedon's protege. I really enjoyed the first two arcs, but I started like weighing the the, the satisfaction I get versus my wallet. And I, I, no, I think I, it's great. I let it go. No, I really like um, it. I think and it's now great. that Zorro is getting done, Matt Wagner with Matt Wagner. And you know, can yeah. I honestly, I know exactly where you're coming from. And I went. Dynamite keeps putting these books out, you know, based on properties. I'm like, do I have to get that one? Right. I got it. It was really good. Was the Red Sonja one? I read the first Red Sonja, but I was. I, I love the Conan book. The Conan book, Dark yeah. Horse puts out fucking rocks. And and still good. It's it, still. You, good. you know, they're going starting off with a new a new zero, a new number one, Conan the Sumerian, but I, it's good. I fucking Tim love Truman's that book. And I thought that when uh, I thought when. Um, What's his name? Left the book. Busick. When Busick left the book, and then I then I thought it was going to suck again when Carrie Nord left the art. Duties. Yeah, but it's still good. Book still yeah, rocks. Really um, I, I most like Red Sonja books. You know, the problem with both the Conan and Red Sonja stuff is, I feel like I understand they want to do different stories here and there, but I don't need the miniseries also. Right. Just stick with the one book because that's how. You, yeah, you're raping me. You're raping my wallet. You know, and I do so get much. the miniseries. Uh, sadly, I'm sorry. Yeah, I I, 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 I I do too, and they're not bad. But I just don't need so much. And they're out of sequence. And yeah, stuff. yeah. It's because I've been enjoying the. Yeah, they, they like they do a miniseries so they can tell the story of Conan and the King. You know what? We'll get there. That's my attitude. Well, I will be there when you get there. Yeah. Um, I hope. Have, have you heard that this Tobey Maguire uh, guy is going to produce this movie called Afterburn? Yeah. Based on a comic. Yeah. I, I'm not familiar with. I'm this not. Comic. I, don't, I think it's a graphic novel, but I haven't read it yet. It's a comic about uh, a solar flare scorching half of the Earth and uh, leaving it completely barren. But people on the the living half of the Earth. Go into this uh, desolate wasteland, and they battle other thieves and mutants to uh, steal like whatever's left of the artwork in the valuables over there. Uh, it's a great idea for for sounds a book. cool. Great idea for a movie. Uh, Tobey Maguire starring in it. Sure, I like him. Well, is he definitely um, starring? Or is he producing? He's definitely producing. But are those some of those things that you? Pro- I mean, sometimes yes, sometimes no. He I might mean, just love the project. And then he and he's also going to be in Gatch. He also produced Gatchaman. Man. Like, is he going to be in that? Um, See that? I fucking love. Battle of the Planets. It's it, one of my favorite things ever. And it and it's definitely like, I I, I lost it by a couple of years. You know, because you're a little bit older than me. You got that late seventies cartoon craze. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're only a couple of years older than me, dude. I just turned twenty nine. It's like it's it's crazy that I'm trying to get this series produced based on being in your twenties. And that I know that I want to end it on, like, when the dude turns 30. And I'm turning 30 in December, so I'm like... Well, actually, that makes total sense. <laughs> yeah. Because at your age is I'm when a... you have the perspective to look at those Oh, the, the 20s are your most 
And am I right that the twenties were the most miserable decade that you will have in your life? Like the most painful? Like yes and no. It, it it just feels like I've been in limbo for ten years. Yeah, it does. But then you get into your thirties and you look back and look, look at all the fun I had. Mm-hmm. So oh, I didn't have fun. I, I fucking made Geekscape. This isn't fun. Uh, have you talked to your buddy Barry Sonnenfeld about this new show that he's putting together? I haven't. Barry's not really my buddy. <laughs> I, he's, but, but I, I, I know you do that Pushing I, Daisies pose, so I call oh, him oh, your buddy. Well, it, it, honestly, I, I do have, you know, I'm a couple degrees of separation, right. but um, I, I haven't had, been able to there, talk about that yet. There's a, a British show um, called uh, Shootout, and it's, from, it's a British show, and it's about a woman who leaves the city, moves to the suburb uh, to avoid, to like, Get away from like all the uh, the hustle and bustle and the crime, and she finds herself in the middle of a gang war between uh, housewives, and he's bringing it over to the to the uh, yeah, states. Yeah, cool. And it's called um, what's it called? Suburban shootout. So it's gone from suburban so from a shootout in the UK to suburban shootout in the US. Yeah, I hear it. They like to describe it as it, the Desperate Housewives meets Sopranos. Now, does that fly? You into it? Have you seen the British show at all? I haven't. I haven't seen that. Yeah. You know they're they're doing an American version of Spaced. I know, and that that thing has gotten so much shit online. Yeah, I heard Simon Pegg's like not Simon really Pegg, happening. Edgar Wright, and then the the female producer, writer, uh, actor, actress isn't a part of it either. So the three of them kind of got written out of it. But hey, we got McGee. McGee is just fucking greenlighting shit. Yeah. Like it seems like every day in Variety, McGee's got himself a new project. It's fucking nuts. Um, why? I, I mean, who's greenlighting this? Doesn't doesn't somebody? Hey, you know what? Say, you know what? Like, wait, let me say something. You know, McGee's involved in Chuck. No, I uh, no, Chuck. no. I I think McGee. Uh, I'm not. I don't. I'm not a hate guy. And he was McGee. actually on the panel at uh, the Paley Fest. I don't hate. Chuck I enjoy the first Charlie's Angels. I don't hate on McGee. What I'm saying is, his slate is full. <laughs> like, at what point does somebody say that the uh, that the investment isn't going to return on itself because it's not going to get the critical? I mean, well, but but look, you know what? It's his company. He might be involved in producing. You don't know how involved he is. You know, I mean, the question People is, who else is involved? on this space? And uh, I mean, it, if you don't involve Edgar Wright or Simon Pegg or the uh, or the other uh, co-creator, just call it something else. Yeah, you have to wonder. You know, but I mean, that's. Uh, that's one of the things that, that they talk about this Rob Thomas Nona 210 you know but it's a brand name if it has anything that'll that, I mean if it can bring an audience TV is such a competitive thing like if it can bring come with like a packaged audience why well not? they're taking a shot I mean right. we'll see it's a, it's a pilot now it's not even picked up the series but you know, right now it's an idea well also speaking you know Rob Thomas is going to redo Cupid that is, isn't even 10 years old yeah what was the original Cupid I don't remember it I know it, it was, it was Jeremy, Jeremy Piven and Paul Marshall and what's he trying to do? Redo the show. But but what's the plot? What's the plot? Um, this guy thinks he's Cupid, and it's not clear if he is or not. Mm-hmm. But you know he's been in, a, in an insane asylum. But maybe he really is Cupid. It's it wasn't clear that, and the show didn't air long enough to really answer the question. He has a certain whimsy, and it was a good show. Now, for the minute it was Jeremy Fitton is doing this. Uh, you know he he's doing Entourage. Um, who I mean the, the they, they have anyway. the cast there. It's still early. But I mean, I heard they're, they're still fun. looking for. I mean, I heard yeah. they're like, they gotta find somebody. Yeah, the original um, show was good though. Oh, I'm friends with uh, one Rob Thomas, with Rob Thomas's showrunner. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know Scott Starkdike, who I had on the show, who does the effects. He's the effects super for uh, Spidey Three and Spidey Two. His wife is his, is Rob Thomas's showrunner. Oh, so she's involved with this Nine Twenty Zero. She's involved with this Cupid. And supposedly that she's like, like, who do you think? I don't know. <laughs> don't I don't know. I don't know anything. I, 
I can only concentrate on my own stuff because uh, I, I, I'll just fuck that up. Like, just let me fuck up my own thing. Uh, I don't need to be fucking up somebody else's. Um, we kind of talked about Green Lantern. What I really wanted to tell the audience is that if you guys waited through Sinestro Core and are yelling about how awesome Sinestro Core is, to get into the Green Lantern, um, this last issue uh, is the issue to get in like on the ground floor because it's a, basically an origin tale uh, for uh, Hal Jordan. They throw in Jon Stewart. That was a cool, cool little... I'm yeah. reading this issue. It's the beginning. Uh, it's called Secret Origins, number one. And that's a story arc. And I'm reading this issue, and it starts out with Hal Jordan as a kid. And all I can think is, if they do this Green Lantern movie one day, this is how it's got to be. Yeah, this this story is... A lot of the time when, when you see like something added to continuity of the character, you think, oh, God, this is such a, a retrofit or something. But it's so well written and really not contradicting anything. And it's just so good. And part of the point of it is... You get all the important is, pieces. I mean, you get Jon Stewart in there. You right. get Ferris. Like, you get everything. Yeah, and they're, they're adding to the whole Blackest Night prophecy. And really, you know so what that's really, where they're going. That's yeah. why they're doing that now, and that's really cool. Right. They, and, yeah, they're, they're keeping it in, in tune with the stuff that's already happening in the book. But And where, and where we know the book is going but in 2009. the thing with Black Hal Jordan and his brothers, I, yeah, when he, I mean, that yeah. shit choked me up. Yeah, and, and we've known for a while that there was some aspect of that with the family, but it was good. And not just the brothers, the mother and the father, yeah, all it, of it. it was, it, the, yeah. guys, this is an incredible issue. That, I mean, Jeff Johns is writing in this is as good as it, it's been... In any of the, I mean, as great as the, I mean, this issue, like I, I held this page, and there's this one I- image that I'm just like, it's fucking my mind. Yeah, up. it's hi- highly recommended. Yeah, you you talk about the big three, especially with this Trinity thing coming out with DC, and you, everybody can see the appeal of Batman and Superman and Wonder Woman. Everybody can instantly, a lot of people ask, what the fuck is Green Lantern about? And well, I mean, Green Lantern, is, it's always been he's the space cop, but. And, you, and that's the easy sell That he's a space cop I mean we know that Bruce Wayne Is, is all about You know Revenge and instilling fear Into criminals uh, You always get the Superman it, It's all about hope And the American way And the, the, the immigrant story And that Diana is I start to lose it a little bit On Diana Well it's always the problem With Wonder Woman I mean they accept that she It's the big three Because everyone knows Wonder Woman But as far as identity I mean there were times Like oh she was about hope and then so she's the god of the truth, but they've really gone more to recognizing she's an Amazon to pushing this warrior aspect right. of her, and that was this the big deal. Aspect well, that was the big deal with her killing Max Lord, mm-hmm. you know. And then that was you know it's like okay, and so she had to go away for a year to realize oh she was wrong, but was she wrong? I don't really think she was that wrong, and I don't really believe that she thinks she was that wrong. I, I think what I'm trying to say with Green Lantern is that you're starting to get an extremely like. Like uh, well crafted and specific character now with this well, Jeff John stuff. Well, and well, this, it, it, it's I more mean, than that. What what he's done over the course of his run is he's opened it up in a way where it's like now. So they they always had the back and forth with the Green Lanterns. Now they've done this thing where fine, he's a cop. They have partners. So he and John Stewart are Green Lantern at the same time. They're partners, and they've done this really clever thing. But they, they I told you about this in that Secret Files and Origins mm-hmm. where they kind of retrofit this idea that. It's partners. almost like they've always been partners because you have a lot of different Green Lanterns that have popped up here and there. Mm-hmm. They do in this one special where they're listing them, some of them in the same quadrant to mm-hmm. say like they're partners, and they weren't before. They never yeah. did the partner it was thing always, before. You were the only guy for two and eight, right. fourteen. Right. So, but but it makes sense if you are a cop, you're gonna have a partner. You have to have backup. 
Uh, well, all I'm saying is that the, if, if you guys want to know what Green Lantern's about, this is the most clearly defined this character has been in my experience, like reading it. You've read a ton more, but, but am I wrong? Good. Like, this no, is, it's great. It's this great. This is the this is Hal effing Jordan. Yeah. I don't I don't see it as being strong any other way that it's been written. Yeah, it's it's, this is it's as strong really as good. It's been. Um, so go. We had one of our mods on the on on Geekscape.net talk about like she loves the show. She's been listening forever. Um, she's a mod uh, Iggy. And she's saying, um, guys, as much as I listen to the show, in the like the few shows, that, uh, the few comics that I've gone out and picked up, I've loved on based on your recommendation. Um, help me out here. She started the thread called Comics One Hundred and One on the forums. What would you say to somebody who has tried Why the Last Man and liked it, and is kind of like putting the, the the toe in the the swimming pool? How do you get them to jump in? What do you throw at them? To get them into comics. Well, usually I would say you you know you, you probably don't want to start people too quickly with stuff in you know Marvel and DC. You have to be really careful about that because it, it could scare someone. Well, of course. I mean, obviously there are things that I recommend there, and but I mean, off the top of my head, for someone that's just you know putting their for toe in. Star here. Um, I might say like you know Fables. Mm-hmm. Invincible is a really good call. The thing about Invincible and in like I said earlier, I picked up the first trade a year ago. Read it, enjoyed it. Picked up the second trade uh, about two weeks ago. Read it and enjoyed it a, a, quite a bit more. And then asked, talked to Gilmore about it, and he gave me like the last six trades right away. In that third trade, the shit started rocking. Yeah. So if you're going to pick up Invincible, and I really recommend it, go out on a limb, guys, and buy the first two trades, not just the first, because uh, the first trade you, you'll enjoy. The second trade will really start to hook you, and then by the third, um, you're going to be coming back to your but, dealer. But you know, like, you know what's interesting? What you just said is, it, if you think about it, it's comics and television have something I, I think in common, and that's when you get into storylines that they're of a serialized nature, which comics are, and most television shows, unless you deal, even the procedurals have something of an ongoing story. But personally, I think the better television is stuff that is serialized in nature. Um, no matter how good it starts out, it can only really get great after it's been on for a while, mm-hmm. so it could build on its own stories. So if you think about it, fine. First trades, that's first six issues usually. It was fun. It's really it, It's fun. good, it's fun, but, but it can't really get interesting until it has enough time to mm-hmm. twist something. And Fables is To, to reveal way. something. I really like that yeah. first trade of Fables. The, the, the first story in Fables was interesting, but it gets, it gets a lot better later. I mean, look, and it's, and it's I mean, you're not that far along, mm-hmm. but I mean, once you get, it's a long time before you get to things like who the adversary is and things like that where it's like I mean listen Fable starts out and I'm going to be very vague here but you don't, you barely have a hint of the whole thing about what's going on in the homelands you're right. going to get there and it's going to get nasty because I know oh, that yeah. this war starts going down from yeah, just no, from it's, re- it's, reading like previews yeah reading, it's like, war now but you're going to get there and, and it's, it's fucking it, awesome it's a fucking awesome Man. So Iggy, that's our recommendation yeah. um, and that's easy stuff now yeah. we could start talking about you know Marvel and DC in certain books I mean yeah, you know what? The Daredevil stuff, I could... I mean, like, a lot of these heroes that, that the, the, stand the alone... New, the new run on four. I like it. And and I didn't it, think it, I would ever like and it. And you don't have to know anything. Just go, yeah, this seems pretty cool. You just kind of know, basically, that the Nor- that the, these Norse gods, this pantheon well, of they're, gods, they're about to, all gone They're, they're about yeah. to do a book, um, Thunder Special, whatever, mm-hmm. that is going to kind of help people out that don't really know the past time. They don't know the Michael Evan Amming stuff that happened? Well, even way beyond that. Okay. Like, all the Marvel history with Thor. So, um, dude, check this out. Here, pass me that that um, that see that that Shazam a postcard. It's on the edge of the thing, yeah. right there. Hey, Laura, 
I just need to know the time. Um, dude, check this out. Have you read Hero Bear and the Kid? You know I haven't. Dude, it's a sweet, like, all-ages book. This guy, um, Mike Kunkel, is doing a Shazam book. Fucking awesome is that? that? It's 50, we're at 50? Um, dude. That's pretty cool. Isn't that a tight-looking Shazam? Yeah, that's great. How great is that? This is Billy Batson. This guy, Mike Kunkel, who's, like, a great cartoonist, uh... Yeah, you know, right. I love his hero brother and the kid. I just saw this and was like, dude, you don't know about this. It's fucking awesome. He's taking the uh, Jeff Smith approach and doing like an all age books, and then getting right into like Shazam. Um, all right, something else I wanted to say because yeah. I realize we're getting low in time. Yeah. But today we know we're recording this. Um, it's Sunday, Battle March thirtieth. Battlestar right. Friday, baby. Friday. What are you doing Friday night? What are you doing Friday night? We're watching Battlestar. Battlestar Galactica. Uh, I'm stoked. Uh, you know, I, I'm I'm enjoying Lost now that I've uh, like this is the first season of Lost where I'm not See, playing catch up. Oh, and this season of Lost this season, is so good. There's been one dr- the Juliet episode I did not enjoy. I liked but it, but the rest but, but of this, you is know what? It didn't awesome. feel like the others have because it is it, it was the old flashback. But I mean, it revealed some stuff. I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, in the, in this last episode, um, so the Jen ep- the the Jen episode was uh, pretty good, but this last one yeah. uh, is incredible. Um, but really God, enjoying it, and we're days from Galactica. And uh, did, and you didn't watch the specials at Sci-Fi. Yeah, tell me about the re- special that you... So, so they did... Uh, I, saw, I saw an ad for Yeah, it. well, they did one Battlestar Galactic reveal with the producers sitting there talking about the show and some things they did. And they kind of give you a quick retelling. They're still on on Sci-Fi through the week. And uh, then they did Battlestar Galactic the Phenomenon. It's called What the Frack is Up with Battlestar Galactic or something like that. I saw an ad for it. I mean, that's one of the, one of the ways they advertise it. But the Phenomenon, they showed us some celebrities that are into it. And, of course, the one that really meant something was Joss Whedon sitting there going like it's the greatest show ever and he actually makes a quote from him he actually says that you know he and his wife watch it and they have to watch it together and they both have agreed that if one of them watches about the other it's grounds for divorce wow you know it's like I mean I mean Kevin I mean, Smith loves the yeah, thing no, like, he, so Whedon said like it. he sits there it's like it's the greatest thing he's ever seen and then the credits start <laughs> yeah I, I, I do think that they have a lot of I mean they jump start into those episodes really nicely and uh uh, sometimes I'm I'm spinning to try and recollect like what happened the week prior, but um, but for the most part they, they have the. I don't really they, know they how you watched almost stars. all of them on DVD. I know, I know, but sometimes you know you, you go and do something else for like like it's it's two o'clock and you, in the morning and you can't uh, you can't see anymore because you're starting to fall asleep. But um, yeah, Laura, we've never seen an episode apart, have we? Of Battlestar. We basically watch them like like that. That's the only problem is we have to like synchronize our schedules in order to yeah. sit down and make Galactica time. And I thought that when I was a kid, there was a kid in my neighborhood, and his family, his father, and I mean he he was like fucking Flanders. His dad would go, "All right, guys, Star Trek time, Star Trek time," and I would have, we would have to leave. His friends would have to leave the house. Like it was time. For, they were sit it was time for me to go home because the was, family was. Was, was watch it like the six time. o'clock repeat on the weekday? because no, it, it had to be. It was something for. It was for uh, for next gen. You know. The, oh, the next, next gen. generation. Okay. It was like, come on, guys. I Star forget Trek about time. when you were a kid. And yeah. I'm like, what is this fucking lame shit? Come on, guys. Star Trek time. And he, they would literally kick us out of the house because the it was family like Saturday would get at seven or something and watch Galactica or watch watch Next Generation. But now I understand. Motherfuckers don't be calling me when we're watching this. When Laura well, and I get together well, to watch our DVDs. Well, you watched Africa? all of Farscape. You watched my DVDs. Oh. But but I actually said, you know, I was just saying some recently that, you know, when Farscape was on, and it was especially after season two, it was, you know, yeah. it was Friday at 10 and it was 9, but pretty much Friday evening, it was like, all right, yeah, I'll go out after, but don't even think about talking to me. I mean, I was not waiting to watch it on tape. I was watching it. 
And what Sci-Fi is about to do, we're going to Galactic Thoughts on Friday, then next week of Doctor Who also. You're going to love that. I mean, dude, that's a fucking Friday. Oh. Um, you don't watch Doctor Who? No, but but I'm starting to hear a lot of it. I have all of my yeah. DVD. You probably need to borrow. It could be, I mean, they're, the they're, more I hear about awesome. it, the more it sounds awesome. And you don't have to watch the old stuff. I mean, you totally just can, can walk in to the, the new series. So, um, guys, video games. I know that I short sell video games when Ian's around. He's not a big gamer, but next week I'm going to be bringing my buddy Not, not because I don't love games. It's just I time. Do. It's yeah. just time. It's just time. Uh, but next, I do regret that. I really need to change it. Next week I got my boy uh, Brandon Bales. He's going to come on. The, he's the guy who had that console gaming date like where they kissed over her loving a Dreamcast. Uh, I'll have Brandon here next week to explain it to you. Uh, the only big news for me is that uh, GTA 4, which is fucking awesome. I remember playing the GTA games and just loving the songs that are in the game. And be and then going and looking them up and trying to find out like how where I can go buy them on iTunes and stuff. Now on GTA 4, when you're in your car, you can if you enjoy the song, you can trigger it. It tells Amazon.com to send you an email with a direct link to purchasing the song. In the game, you can send a message to your email address like saying, "Hey, the song that's playing on my radio right now. Let me know what it is. Send me a message." And you. you Ping. You got mail. You check your email. There, you can purchase. I'm a conflicted. Song. A part That's of me insane. feels it's cool. A part of me feels like it's extremely whorish. You know what? I, I've been in the, playing the game, and I want to. I want to know what the song is, and I want to listen to it. I want to download it. So I think that, that no, uh, it's, it's brilliant. Oh, it's incredibly brilliant. Um, the competition for GTA 4 just got heated because I have my GTA 4 uh, reserved. And then I found out that Mario Kart's release date in the U.S. is April 27th. So uh, both those games are coming out roughly at the same time. Uh, I think, and it's also the same week yeah. as Iron Man. I actually hear oh, that Paramount. Shit. I hear Paramount's a little nervous that, about Iron Man coming out the same week. It's gonna be fun. No, Iron Man's got nothing to worry about. It's two hours. Well, but it's two hours. I agree, but, from but, but they're worried that people are going to buy the game and they're going to be sit there playing the whole weekend. And and, and I, I guess Iron didn't they change? But I agree, but didn't they change the street date? Like it was Tuesday, and uh, then they changed it to Thursday. I, I, think, and, I mean, Halo Three. I know that they, that that affected Halo Three did affect box office that weekend, which is crazy to me. Yeah, but, but, it did. but people aren't leaving the house. I think the thing. This is how you're I'm right. It's only two hours, weekend. but come on, you know, you're a gamer. It's only two hours, but you have not, to actually stop yeah. playing and go dude. somewhere for that. And it's not two it's hours. Fun. It's probably four hours. Will you Man. walk away for four hours? Dude, yes. It's All Iron right. Man. I, well, I'll beat the fucking shit out of you if you don't. But, Here's you know. the story with me. I'm going to have my G- I'm going to be playing GTA and Mario Kart roughly at the same time. It's going to be dictated on whether or not Laura's watching TV in the other room where the Wii is. Then I'll be playing my GTA. When Laura's not watching TV, I'll be playing my Mario Kart. And that's basically how I'm doing it. Um, guys, that is our episode. I think it was an informative one. I love the conversation. Uh, we'll see you guys next week. Uh, check out the new Geekscape website that's hopefully coming up very soon. Uh, sorry to push the pressure on you, Jarrett, but I didn't put an official date. Just keep working. Um, but Maybe this week, maybe not yeah. this week. No pressure. <laughs> in, in, the, uh, in the meantime, the Geekscape forums at geekscape.net slash forums. Uh, you can check that out. MySpace, myspace.com slash geekscapenet. Thank you, Rufus. Get a tan. Uh... On Facebook, look for Geekscape. You find our Facebook group, and you'll enjoy that. You can also get Geekscape merch at the Geekscape store at geekscape.net. Ian, you're always informative. I like the conversation flow with you. It's fun, unless I start talking about my iced tea. Then I'm going to have to make fun of you. Then you're going to have to make fun of you. But we want to see you back here soon. Yeah. We had a two-parter, and, you know, next time doesn't have to be a two-parter, but we'd like to have you back soon. We can make fun of Gilmore and stuff. 
please here. Although I think the conversation flowed a little bit. I agree. Um, I agree. We actually got to have one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Laura, you like that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, we're out of here, but we'll see you guys next week. Thanks.